This is Supernatural Selection on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com, hosted by Kevin the Bastard. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of Supernatural Selection. I am your host, Kevin the Bastard, and I am so excited this week because we finally are completing my troika, my three-skied sled of co-hosts. One of my newest, bestest friends, Mr. Clark Wayne, the owner and operator of Deviant Behavior Radio, is here with me today. How you doing, Clark? Fine. Thanks, Corbin. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I hope you caught on to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, I'm doing well. How Good. are you today? I'm doing very well. I've Good. got myself a tasty beverage. My tongue isn't hurting anymore, so I don't yeah. sound like I lost IQ points like I did not in the last episode. Not what you've been doing with your tongue. So. Uh, we're not going to go into it. It's embarrassing. Right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, this week, like I said last week, we're going to be talking about ghost and ghost hunting. Ooh. And uh, electronic voice phenomenon and things like that. If you're not familiar with it, I'm not going to tell you to look up Ghost Hunters because that is bullshit. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, now, Clark, you actually were a ghost hunter for, what was it, four years? Four, four and a half years, yeah. It's pretty interesting stuff. That's really, really cool because, I mean, it's, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of hauntings in the South. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thanks we are... Yeah, oh, God, I grew up yeah. in Vicksburg. And Everything's I've, haunted in Vicksburg. <laughs> everything is haunted in Vicksburg. It's like New Orleans. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's it's right on the river, and something about flowing water and spirits, it seems to attract them. Yeah. And I lived in Vicksburg for, like, the first 10 years of my life, and I had some very bizarre paranormal experiences over there, and we can talk about that later. I lived there for, I think, a year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, but I was a baby. So oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of ghost hunting shows, and it's not me either. It's not that I have a problem with like trying to bring science into the ghost hunting field. I have a problem with um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fake ghost hunting uh, and screaming. It's the whole um, there was a noise, ah, but it was the air conditioner kicking on. Yeah, or like orbs. Yeah, dust. Yeah. You dust. mean? Yeah. yeah, and and I've had experiences. Some of one of my friends' ex-wives. We took some photos, and she was like, oh, my God, you got orbs. They're ghosts. And I'm like, <laughs> Bugs, it was raining. Yeah. Oh, yeah uh, raining. What you're seeing is rain. Yep. So Rain, bugs, or dust is usually what it is. Yeah. Unless none, it's moving in a weird-ass pattern. Which is the standard rule. If you see, that's a rule in general with the paranormal. Like, if you see lights in the sky, unless it's, like, making L shapes and acting weird, probably an airplane. Probably. So... Same general rule with the orbs. I'll tell you, these, those shows, they they kind of brought attention to ghost hunting, and uh, more people are doing it, but the flip side of that is it's uh, mostly fake for ratings and stuff, so it kind of hurt ghost hunting. So now when you tell people, oh, I'm, I'm a ghost hunter, they're like, oh, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah, and it also just gives you a false impression of what you do as a ghost hunter, I'm sure, yeah. because like they're always out there, with a camera pointing at their face to get reactions, and they're screaming, Where are you, ghost? Come out! Fight me, you punk-ass bitch! <laughs> oh, you think you're better than me just because you're fucking dead? It, and that's not how it works yeah. at all. No, we didn't do that. Uh, we just kind of... We were more of a skeptic group. Like mm-hmm. Our intent was to try to find a uh, logical explanation for stuff before yeah. assuming it was just some kind of ghost. Yeah. And um, the whole antagonizing we didn't do that either well you know part of the thing is like uh if you are one of the people in this world that believes in spirits and all that mess um and poltergeist or whatever like if you antagonize something um they can come home with you yeah attach themselves to you or Mm -hmm. you know your car or whatever and go home with you yeah because it's not just physical objects that get haunted people get haunted families inherit ghosts Mm mm-hmm so it's a typical thing, and, and you really have to be careful with this mess. Even as a skept, trying to be a skeptic mm-hmm. about some things, why take the risk? As a professional, amateur ghost hunter, mm-hmm. let's talk about what happens at a ghost hunt. 
or at yeah. least with your group. In fact, let's let's talk about your group. It, they were based out of Hattiesburg, well, right? Hub City Paranormal is based out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and a friend of mine started it, a friend from high school, and she had always been interested in that kind of stuff. And I moved uh, to Hattiesburg for college, and uh, back to Hattiesburg, I went to high school there. Mm-hmm. And, USM, uh, right? Yep. But, um, yeah, I went to USM for a bit, and uh, so while I was there, those um, basically four years, I joined the group. And mm-hmm. so we would mostly, like, 90% of the time do residential places. Uh, now they did go off and do, like, Sloss Furnace, which is in Alabama, I think. I've heard of that. They actually do uh, rock shows there, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. Next time you talk to ask her about the show she went to there. Oh, God, who was it? Uh, God, I, I almost want to say it was somebody like Typo Negative that is, like, highly appropriate to play oh, a God. haunted facility. Well, they did Vicksburg. Uh, I didn't really go on any of the travel stuff, the faraway <clears throat> stuff, because mm-hmm. uh, I was in college and I had to study and all that mess. Right. But um, we did a lot of... Um, we did the Decent House, which is uh, around Ellisville, and uh, I think it's the... Oldest or the second oldest house in Mississippi? Okay. It's still standing, but it's it's right there by Ellisville High School, I think. Okay. That's probably not the name of it, but uh. The high school in Ellisville. Yeah, nonetheless. it's like right there, and then right across the street is this haunted as fuck house. Uh, <laughs> we we were there probably ten times over the course of four years, and a lot of those were overnight investigations. Now let me let me ask. Uh, when you say you were there multiple times mm-hmm. over the four years. Was this like new owners coming in? No, no. It, it, so it's owned by um, an organization, uh, an historical society. I can't remember the name of it. It's not the Daughters or anything. It's right. something else. But uh, but that house was around during the Civil War, and there was a guy that lived there, I guess, decent. And uh, he got murdered in the main bedroom. Like you do. Yeah. And uh, if you look under the house, which I never did, but the, the bloodstains are still on, underneath of the boards because it's an above ground. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah, no, I mean that's how they always built it because yeah. that's your that's your uh, insulation space. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, we we got a lot of EVP stuff there. Uh, <clears throat> the psychic that we used and the claircognizant picked up on some kids that were there, a boy and a girl, and uh, they were like dressed in um, like the little boy was in like the, the old school like sailor outfit, you know, back in the... Yeah, well, uh, for those that don't know this phrase, uh, I my dad called it the Little Lord Fulton Roy. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know what that is, it's basically the Cracker Jack kid. Yes. Mm-hmm. That kind of an outfit. Yeah, so Sans hat and a little girl had like a little dress on, but they were both maybe like six or seven, so I hate to think that maybe they died from some kind of fever or something, but hopefully it was, they weren't murdered or anything. It it was probably a fever because I mean like that's the reason why everyone had so many kids back then is because it's a law of averages. If you yeah. have 12 kids, you're probably going to end up having 3 make it through childhood and then hopefully not get shot in a war. That's like opossums have like 13 babies. Oh, there's a word for them, but I Yeah. But uh yeah, we did the decent house, so there was a lot of um a lot of EVPs. We got so many EVPs from that place. Uh, we even stayed one night on the anniversary of the date the guy was murdered. Oh, oh, that, that must have been fun. was way more active than usual. I can imagine. But uh, it is pretty neat. But we mostly did residential, like we did uh, mm-hmm. another place in uh, Ellisville. That was where I saw the um, little girl ghost feet, as I call it. Uh, I'm sorry, little girl ghost feet? Yeah, it was. Uh, I saw... Me and another investigator were in a room, lights were out, we had the infrared camera pointed, uh, not in the right place, obviously. It never happens that I think, way. I really think something affects the human mind on ghost hunts and, like, paranormal investigations where no matter where you set up the camera... It's the wrong spot. It's the wrong <laughs> spot. Either they're making you do it or they know they and they're gonna... They probably know. They're probably like, I, yeah. I ain't getting no camera. I'm not doing... You know, y'all didn't get a... Y'all didn't give me the sign of release. I'm not doing nothing, exactly. sir. So I'm sitting on the floor, and he's sitting on the other side on the floor. We're both kind of looking in the same area, and uh, he's, I just observe. He's sitting there, like, talking to whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm just like Which, looking. Let me, let me ask, what, what sort of stuff do you talk to a ghost about? Do you ask it, like, are you there? Is there anything you want there, to tell yeah, us? Because we had um, EV, we had uh, digital voice recorders to pick up EVPs. Mm-hmm. And, How uh, effective would you say that is, usually? It's pretty effective. Uh, it's probably the most effective piece of equipment we had, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, they couldn't hear it answer right away. You had to go back and listen. But right. you could, you would an- ask a question, wait five, six seconds, mm-hmm. ask another question. Give that. it time to respond. Yeah, and then go back later and 
enhance it and listen and see if there was anything. Gotcha. But uh, we're sitting there and he's asking it questions and uh, I'm looking over here or I'm, well, I can't, you can't see that, but I'm looking off to the other side of the bedroom and I come back and I meet the guy's, Jack's eyes and he's like doing his head to the right and I look over and there's a, a nice little pair of Mary Jane's shoes mm-hmm. and a white just like pure white legs i guess it probably probably had socks on i don't know mm-hmm. but uh just saw it all the way up from the foot to maybe mid-calf that was it so like that's as much as this one could like manifest yeah and as soon as uh he saw it jack saw it he would move slowly for the camera as soon as he did that it disappeared well that's fucked up yeah i uh i'm not gonna lie I probably would have pissed my pants if i had seen that but uh, we we known that there was like a little girl in there because our uh, psychic and our claircognizant they were both there at that time. They picked up that there was a little girl, and I think that's the one that talked to me later that night. And we're gonna get into that here in a yeah. second. But uh, you you keep saying claircognizant mm-hmm. for the people that don't know. Could you explain what a claircognizant is? So claircog, I'm sure everybody's heard of clairvoyant and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. There's different terms like clairsentience and stuff, but claircog is. Somebody that gets information downloads into their head. It's different from, like, a quote-unquote psychic because uh, I feel like most people think psychics are supposed to just know everything that's going on at all times. Now, psychics pretty much are like a reach out and grab the information and pull it back. So a clericog is somebody that, like, the information is placed in their head. Yeah, it's like a download. Like, uh, a lot of times it's like a a GIF or a GIF, however you say it, like a little five-second video clip. You Mm -hmm. see something or you look somewhere... Yeah. And you know that something's supposed to be there. Like one time, our Claire Cog, we went to this other house, and uh, so it was always a rule with the psychics and the Claire Cogs that uh, if we're going somewhere, we're not telling you where we're going. Or So they can't do any, right, research, they can't do any research. They can't fake it, basically. Right. We'll, we'll just, we would just tell them, oh, we're going two hours outside of Hattiesburg. Okay. Oh, I could be anywhere. Sure. So we pull up at a suit. Like before, I was in the car with the Claire Cog. Mm-hmm. And before we even got there, he was like, all right, there's going to be three brick posts in the front of the house. So he'd already seen the house. And then we pull up, sure enough, there's three brick posts, which is kind of odd. Usually there's four. Yeah, no, I was going to say yeah. three is a very odd number for a house like to have. One, and then a staggered one, and then one on the other is a porch. Just out of curiosity, this is just a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Do they have like two front doors sort of thing going mm-hmm. on? Just one. Okay, that's really weird then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so he got there and uh, we pull up. We're just kind of getting set up, getting the equipment out and all this stuff. And so he's like looking over at this blank spot to the left of the house. And he was like, there used to be a uh, clothesline there, but it was one of those uh, octagonal clotheslines. Yeah, the, the rotating ones with on the different... But yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. We're like, okay. And then, so the people, the relatives of the people that had owned the house, it was an empty house, people had died, mm-hmm. um, came up. We were like, um, hey, there used to be a octagonal clothesline there. They were like, how did you know that? You know, like, shit, shit like that happened all the time. And it's like, that's what made me be like, mm-hmm. how? Like, how? Yeah. Like... So, a typical hunt, you go in, you're doing the EVP thing. What other sort of equipment are you using? You use uh, an EMF meter. And which uh, is electromagnetic, electromagnetic. Uh, field. Yeah. So, you're looking radar. for ghosts, but you're also looking for hot spots, like uh, where there's maybe wiring in the wall. Uh, mm-hmm. There's always EMF readings around the air conditioner, you know, just basic stuff. Yeah, um, and, and there's been some theory that ghosts can, like, be affected by EMF. Yeah, manipulated. And, like, they can get caught in it, I've yeah. heard. So, <laughs> uh, We also had infrared thermometers, which is the, those... Uh, that's that's for finding your them. cold spots, yeah. right? This is a kind, like, if you're checking your grill and you don't want to stick your hand in there, you mm-hmm. can buy them at, like, uh, various Both. places. <clears throat> it's like a laser thermometer, basically, yeah. where you just shoot it at a spot and it tells you the temperature. Yeah. So that's the other thing. So when we got there, like uh, somebody would take the EMF meter, go around the whole house, try to find hot spots, mm-hmm. and then another person would take the thermometer and go around Looking and try for cold to find spots. cold and hot spots and see. And then later on, uh, of course, we write all that down and mark it down in the book. And then we're actually doing the investigation part. And we pick up something, we're like, hey, that hot spot's not supposed to be there, or that cold spot. This was not registered before. Yeah. Right. So you're looking for yeah. variations yep. in your original readings yep gotcha so i also had handheld infrared cameras mm-hmm. set up uh, usually in rooms we're doing investigations 
we how had. E- how effective is that? Because I know cameras really don't catch a lot of. Not very. Not the handhelds. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. Like uh, we also had a. Uh, Later on, after we'd been doing it for a couple of years, we got a uh, complete infrared security camera system, mm-hmm. like the big old digital hard drive with like the six cameras. Right, with the wireless yeah. stuff, and you just set it you up, set and it, up. it all feeds into the, yeah. the main unit. Now, that came up with some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, nothing okay. like apparitions, but uh, stuff getting knocked over. Object or, movement. Yeah. I love those videos on YouTube, especially yeah. the ones where it's not like next to a wall where it's obvious someone has done something right because anyway did you see that um movie about the house in florence i didn't you gotta see that that was florence mississippi yeah uh is it on youtube maybe it was on uh amazon i think i'll have to give you the name of it but uh it's about this severely haunted house uh in Florence. Okay. I drove by it. It's creepy. Well, we're going to set up a blog page on the uh, the website soon so that I can start putting show notes for each episode with yeah. links to all the things we talk about. So, uh, We also right. had a ghost spirit box, which is uh, basically a radio frequency uh, sweep scanner. Mm-hmm. Which, if anyone here has watched Hellier already, they use that quite a bit. Uh, on the show, I know they will put the headphones on and they're noise-canceling headphones, so all yeah. they hear is the uh, radio dial yeah. sweeping back and forth. Yeah. And the people will ask the person that cannot hear them questions, and when the person hears something, they'll they'll say it out loud. And the number of times it syncs up and means something, at least in the edited episode, yeah. is rather staggering. Yeah. So that's that's that sort of thing. Is that what y'all did? Uh, no, uh, we didn't, so we didn't have a big budget, so we didn't have a lot of fancy equipment. We kind of just kind of made do, uh, with what we had, Mm -hmm. but, uh, we also had, I can't, I could not come up with the name of this. It was a custom made piece and it's, uh, just a little box and it has, uh, you load, it comes loaded with like 1500 words Mm -hmm. and uh, you can add words to the library. Right. And, the the... Laura, the head of the club, uh, put everybody's name in there that was on, on the ghost hunts. and that's Which is a good ones. idea. Yeah. And did some other stuff. But uh, I can't remember what the name of it's called, but they just manipulated. And uh, it's not like the radio thing where they're picking uh, words from a song or an ad. Mm-hmm. It's just, or just, just stuff they think they yeah. hear in the static. Yeah, they just pick it out from the library. Mm-hmm. So it actually just goes like, okay, I need to tell them that, like, I don't like dumplings. Yeah. So... Susan, not like dumplings. Yeah. Yeah. I keep it. It was kind of like that. It was like. Yeah. We talk about this, and it makes me think about. Have you ever seen the movie Congo? I don't think so. Okay. It's a uh, uh, Michael Crichton movie. It's about uh, oh, a gorilla it, um, that knows sign language, and they yeah, give it a glove where uh, it can do the. Cuba. Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, maybe. No. I don't know. This is the one that had like. Uh, Anthony Hopkins? No. What am I, I thinking of? I don't know, but this had like Bruce Campbell oh, and uh, Joe Don Baker and uh, yeah, no, already quality actors and uh, Bruce Campbell had a part in it. But like, this had Amy had like a a glove where she would do sign language and it would translate her sign. Yeah. So Amy, pretty monkey. Yeah. So basically like that. Yeah. I was thinking of that. Okay, that's the movie. That's the movie right there. Yeah. Well, that's um. It had uh, Ernie Hudson in it. Who am I thinking of then? It's a terrible movie, but it's also a great movie. You know the kind I'm talking about, yeah. where it's like, this is not going to win an Oscar, but it's a fun movie because it's got a laser frying gorillas. But Instinct is what I was thinking of. You're thinking of Instinct, of yeah. course. Another um, gorilla movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So you had one of the, you basically had the pretty <laughs> monkey box. Mm hmm. Had a pretty and... monkey box. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I've had I've had a very tall drink before this, so this is gonna get real silly. Um, so, all right, so you had your your what was it spirit box basically? I had a spirit box and then whatever you want to call it, the monkey box. But, and uh, the monkey box and. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, we just go into the rooms, have the camera set up, and a voice recorder ask whatever's there questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd be at, if it was a residential house, we'd probably be there like where actually people lived. We'd be there maybe two three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, the decent house, nobody actually lived there, so we would stay, you know, five, six hours. Sure, yeah. Cause, overnight, yeah. Yeah, you're not inconveniencing anyone. Yeah. 
but uh, 90% of what we did was residential, and uh, we, we did go to one place uh, in Oak Grove. I had a rule that uh, I did not do uh, poltergeist-type stuff. That's understandable. Uh, and uh, they kind of tricked me one time. And uh, got you to do one? See, yeah, so we're going to this house in Oak Grove. I was like, okay. So I get there, and uh, there's other groups there. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh, Spars, Southern Paranormal... I'm familiar with them. I've actually run into them at a few conventions over the years. And uh, so we, uh, they do poltergeist type stuff. They were the only ones in the area that did that. And uh, Mm -hmm. so when I saw them there, I was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And sure enough, there was some, there's always a teenager. It's always a teenager with this poltergeist type crap. It's always like that. And it's usually an adolescent girl that's just recently going through puberty Uh, and I really find that interesting that the whole thing is basically seems to be tied to a coming of age. Yeah. And as soon as the hormones tie down, the, the, the haunting goes away. Yep. And what do you think the reason for that is? Because I've never been able to... You know, I don't know. Uh, well, well, here's something interesting that I have thought of, though. Like, originally, mm-hmm. you know, humanity as a tribal species was, uh, before modern humanity was very um, matriarchal. Yeah. And the leaders and the spiritual leaders were female. Yeah. And I think it may be time to that, that like once that some women hit a certain age and the puberty kicks in, they're open to another world. Right. And like they have an extra sense. They can see these things. They can sense these things. They can do these things. And uh, modern society has sort of uh, put the kibosh on that, yeah. because we switched from a we switched from a lunar cult mm-hmm. run by females to a solar cult run by males sometime right. in the past. Okay. And I think that this is a holdover from that, okay. and that's why women uh, and we don't have guides to teach right. women that have these experiences. Well, this is how you control your abilities. Yeah. So it goes nuts, and you have stuff happen, and they have these voices come out of them. Because they're like, have you ever read Dune? I watched Constantine. Okay, that's not Dune. I know, but... So what I'm saying is... There was that scene in the beginning with the girl and the... Okay. Well, what I'm saying is, like, they may be pulling from, like, genetic memory... Oh, okay. ...with these voices, these male voices. Mm -hmm. Like, it may not be a ghost. It may be something from their genetic past, like Baron Harkonnen coming through. Yeah. Like, you know, great-grandpa Willie is going... Oh, coming out of, like, a 12-year-old girl. So, that's what I think's going on with that. Well, this particular house, uh... It was a... Our psychic and our... There was a little boy that lived there, a teenage boy, but the psychic and the clericog both, like separately said that there was like a teenage girl that was like attached to him mm. like not anybody that he knew just like uh, i guess a, a, a spirit away, kind of thing 13 or 14 year old girl and it's always like age related you yeah. notice yeah it's always like it's a, always if it's 13, a child's 14. spirit it's always the same age yep that's pretty weird but uh mm-hmm. yeah i dipped out pretty soon after that once i figured out where i was <laughs> i was like no i'm, I'm okay i'm yeah. gonna go uh do this other thing yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you, because, like, any situation where there could be actual physical harm, like you're hitting the head with a toaster oven... I do not want something following me home from that type of thing. Very true. Um, what I, I dipped out. I was like... I kind of don't know that a uh, poltergeist could actually follow you home, given my theories on it, but, you I know, not I'm not an out. expert. <laughs> yeah, no, why, why take like, the risk, like I said earlier? That place had a bad feeling, man. Like, uh, I walked into the house, just, like, maybe ten mm-hmm. steps... And that place freaked me out so much when I, when I left. I walked around the house, around the garage, to my car. It was like an extra uh, you didn't, 200 You steps. didn't go through. I didn't go through the garage. Yeah. I was like, ain't no way in hell I'm going back in that crazy-ass house. Y'all have fun with that shit. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Because there have been several situations where I've been in a house. Like, I have some friends that rented this one house that you walked in and you're just like... I'm not big on, like, the concept of feng shui, but, yeah. like, the feng shui in this house is fucked. Yeah. Well, going back to what, what you were saying earlier about uh, our group being more skeptic, uh, mm-hmm. we would try to disprove, try to disprove things. And if, then if we couldn't, then we would investigate. Like, so we went to this one house in Hattiesburg, or I think it was Pedal, and uh, it was a trailer. So the bedroom was basically a square. 
Is this the one you sent me the EVPs from? I don't know if it's the same house, but okay, uh, uh, it was at the same time. If it was the same house, okay, uh, because we did pick up some stuff out there, but I think it may have been a different place. Okay, because uh, I want to talk about the EVPs later, yeah. but let's continue. <clears throat> so, uh, so we did the uh, we went to this house and uh, they were like, we get the homeowners were like, we get this weird feeling in our bedroom. And I'm like, okay, well, um, so we went to the bedroom and our our Laura. Our, founder yeah was kind of standing there she was looking she was like well i know what's wrong here so they had the, it was a square room and they had a bed on one wall right and beside it was one of those large uh old-timey speakers from the 90s and on the other side of the bed was another set of speakers and in the other corner was a stereo a big old-timey like 90s stereo mm-hmm. with the and this is so they could like lay i'm I hate to just cast aspersions on people, but yeah. I'm guessing they got stoned and listened to Led Zeppelin Probably. lying in bed. Probably. But on the other corner was a TV. So you had this cross-section of uh, electromagnetic frequencies. Yeah, it's right just nothing but freaking magnets yeah. in every corner of the room. So we were like, uh, y'all need to move the, this stuff out of here, or mm-hmm. at least some of it, and, and or else, you know, just Or on put it all it. on one side of the room or yeah. something, yeah. You never do that. Yeah. I mean, like, and I think I told you about this uh, the other day when we first started talking about this. They've managed to recreate the abduction experience in laboratories <laughs> using the same general idea. They just yeah. put, like, a helmet on and blast your brain with magnets. Fucking how do they yeah. work? And <laughs> they, like, you get this menacing presence feeling while yeah. you're lying there. And mm-hmm. if you're asleep, your brain will start conjuring these visions Maybe it's a ghost. Nuts. Maybe it's an alien. But I mean, again, your brain is basically like this weird quantum computer that picks up on things that you're yeah. not aware of 90% of the time. Yeah. So electromagnetic fields just come in as like these god-awful feelings. Yeah. Which I guess it's good that that woman gave us those J.O. crystals that yeah. night because now we can protect ourselves. Well, only if you charge them. Correctly. I'm not charging a crystal <laughs> that a strange woman gave me at work. Well, I mean... You know, it was weird. As I saw a guy came in uh, a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and he was wearing one of the necklaces. I Same saw that. Style. I saw that. I was, like, was going to ask him about it. I was like, is that black tourmaline or whatever it's called? It like, yeah, I saw that. And my immediate thought was, I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I was like, with just some do you dude. work somewhere near a power line? Did, did some strange woman give this to you? <laughs> <laughs> I need to explain. We have this strange little blonde lady that, that lives here in town. That will just show up and give us either uh, Jo crystals, which I don't, I don't recommend you Google Jo crystals, but they're <laughs> supposed to be Oregon energy healing tools to protect you from both electromagnetic radiation and 5G. Yep. And um, she also came in and gave us handouts on why wearing masks during COVID is a terrible idea. So, this gives you everything you need to know about this lady. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. A, a shocking number of people have had encounters with this strange woman and her, uh, her, quote, crystal jewels. I appreciate the free black tourmaline. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great-looking necklace. I'm still yeah. kind of pissed Travis took that one. I know, right? I wanted that. And another Instead. jackhole took the other one. What? Another jackass took the other one. Oh, yeah. That, that fucking <laughs> asshole. Fuck that guy. So... Let's talk a little bit about your ghost experiences with the uh, group because you sent me some EVPs. I did. Uh, and I listened to them. And the first one, I listened to the very first one, first which one, was yeah. a lady talking to Uncle Cassie and then taking a deep breath and then a whisper coming in and then her exhaling and talking to the ghost. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't at that one. Yeah, but, nobody uh, was at that one. Yeah. Those were the files that she sent uh, Hub City Paranormal. Probably. So, what's well, what's hit in the video. Yeah. The so, second one, though, I was the, at the second one. And yeah. that was some... Well, the first one, it said we thought this was a fake until we went and investigated it yeah. ourselves. Because it sounds... I, I'm sorry, it sounds fake as shit. Yeah. Because it just sounds like maybe she has uh, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Or uh, associative, dissociative personality disorder, whatever you want to call that. We never charge for these things, so we yeah. get all kind of people calling. Like, uh, yeah, I was like, people would offer us money to come do it. We were like, no, we're not going to charge money for that. 
Well, one of the things that uh, they've said on last podcast on the left is everybody's always like, oh, you're doing this for the money. And I'm like, there's no, no there's, money. first off, there's no money. And secondly, this will ruin your life if you let it take over. Yeah. Which is why I'm channeling this into a podcast to keep it right. out of my personal right. relationships. The EVP stuff, the second one, while I still, like, as I've said, I want to believe this stuff, but, like, I really really have to be careful what I believe. Yeah. It is interesting for the most part. And uh, the only problem is like, I don't know. It's just like there are subtitles on the videos mm. and like if you really concentrate you might hear what the subtitles say, but there are several times where I'm like, I don't hear anything. I've got like the yeah. volume crank full blast. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys like cranked the audio in some oh, kind yeah. of a digital thing so you could hear yeah. what was there, but like I wasn't hearing some of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, third video was, uh, I don't really remember a lot about the third video because the second one creeped me out so bad. Yeah, the second one was, I was at that one and uh, I think it was in Taylorsville, mm-hmm. Mississippi. And uh, I want to say, I think, yeah. I think that was the one where our, uh, I can't remember if it was the Psychic or the Claire Cog, but uh, they, were, they asked a question like, uh, they picked up that there was like a little kid there or something, like a little boy. Okay. And they were like, uh, I'm trying to remember because it's been so long. Well, I remember this one was the Uncle Uncle uh, Cassie ghost. Yeah. And uh, the lady in the videos that was talking was like, All right, well, we all love you. <laughs> we just want you to know that we love you. Yeah. Johnny loves you and I love you. <laughs> and then you just hear, <laughs> and it that was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the second video where there were more people present. Now yeah. what really got me was the dog barking and yeah, the video no says there were no dogs. There's no freaking dogs. Which surprises me cuz it's like rural Mississippi. There I would expect there to be like six dogs under the porch. Well, I don't think anybody heard it when it happened is the other thing. Like, Okay, see, that's some really good context I needed. Because uh, most of that stuff, you know, we don't hear. Like, Sometimes you'll feel, I think in that second video, uh, one of the investigators felt something like you were talking about, breath on their neck or something. Mm-hmm. Or like a brush. Yeah, them. yeah. Because somebody was like, did you just grab my leg? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So uh, that was a weird house. I did mm-hmm. not go back there, but... Um, it was pretty interesting, but I think that was the one where either a psychic or a cleric picked up that there was a little boy, so she or he was asking, uh, they were asking, um, who are you, who, what's your name, who are you here with, blah, blah, blah. Who's your daddy? Yeah. Asking the basic questions, then we went back and listened. Uh, there was a kid's voice in the beginning, and then there was a male voice that was like, don't talk to him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I didn't finish the video because I got kind of freaked out. So yeah. that's a little later in the video I'm yeah. taking. Cause this, this is not like a short... You know, you it's find like a lot of like... Is or longer. About 30 minutes. Because oh, yeah. like a lot of the videos of EVP I'm used to are like the, uh, you know, we got an EVP. And it's like, is anyone there? Get the fuck out! <laughs> and then the video cuts out and you're like, wow, that's fake as shit. Yeah. This went on for like 30 minutes. And you can hear people doing stuff in other parts of the house during yeah. the video. Yeah. In the second we're one. We're setting because, up. To yeah, you were setting up and, like, shit was already happening. So yeah. that's really interesting to yeah. me. Yeah, the first thing we always did before we even going in the house was turn on a recorder. Uh-huh. And uh, just leave it sitting somewhere while we were setting up. Because you never know. Like, this mm-hmm. instance, you can catch shit, you know? Yeah, the, one of my favorite things was a woman. And there were other people in the room. So I'm guessing she wasn't, like, a really good ventriloquist. No. Because she didn't sound like a really good ventriloquist. (laughs) She also didn't sound like someone that could just change her voice. Because she just, Uncle Cassie, are you mad that I brought these people in here? And then you just hear, No. (laughs) That was crazy, man. Yeah, that's fucked up, dude. I'll tell you one thing that happened to me. This is not an EVP, but I was, uh, we were always trying to figure out ways to, uh, Listen to EVPs in real time. Mm-hmm. So I had this, I uh, still have it, but it's like a 16-track portable recorder, like, for music. And it's got all these inputs, and uh, but it's very sensitive. And uh, It's like that podcast thing I want to get eventually. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't recommend this, but I set it up in my house. 
you never want to investigate your own no, house. No, no, never investigate your house. But I had to test it out before sure. I took it on, see if it was even worth taking anywhere. But uh, I set it up, just set the microphone stand in the middle of the room. I'm listening, and it's quiet. There's nobody there. I say, uh, if anybody's there, can you tap on the microphone? So like a second. Then I hear the, you know, when you tap on a microphone stand, the microphone it's picks it up. It's a boom, boom, boom yes, kind of thing. Boom. Yeah, it's not like a, yeah. So I was like, okay, that could be anything. I was like, all right, well, um, can you do it again? And again, boom. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> I, all I right. I turned that shit off. I was you like, and me are roommates. Let's yeah. just not interact in the hallway. I was going to take this to somebody else's house. We tried to use it in uh, an investigation. I think that one in Laurel I told you about. Not decent, but the other one. And uh, mm-hmm. with the girl, go sweet. Right, yeah. But it was so sensitive. Even with everybody outside the house, as a big house, it still picked them up. Oh, wow. I was like, man, this ain't going to work. Shit. Yeah. Well, so let's talk a little bit about ghost experiences. Not necessarily with the ghost hunters mm-hmm. thing, but like, let me get let me get a couple of mine out of the way real yeah, quick. Yeah, These are kind of fucked up. Um, <coughs> now, I was, when I was a kid, very... Very occasionally, when my mom was getting along with her mom, we get to stay in her house on Clay, like on the corner of Clay Street in Vicksburg. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't that far from the uh, Presbyterian Church. Okay, so I'd sleep in this big ass bedroom at the front of the house that had a fireplace in it. Oh, cool. Not really. It was oh. fucking terrifying in the house. There was nothing newer than 1973. Okay. Uh, like the TV in the front room, like you couldn't go watch TV because to turn the TV on, it had a literal clicker that if you hit the power button to turn the TV on, it made this loud ka-chunk. <laughs> yeah. Was- and it would wake up the whole goddamn house. <clears throat> right. So I'm like bored and like I'm laying there trying to sleep. The stoplight's changing on a timer. So like red and green lights coming through, I get bored. I go looking through the house of all this old abandoned shit, right? And I'd walk into the... I don't want to call it the living room, because the living room was next to... Yes, the parlor. Thank you. Because this was like a above ground... And when I say above ground, like the front yard was like on a hill, and the back of the house was held up with supports, and had like a like 12-foot staircase leading Mm -hmm. down to the backyard. So... I'd go in the parlor and just look out the window, and across the street was my Aunt Letitia's house. And Aunt Letitia died in like 1963, 64, somewhere in yeah. there. It's my mom's aunt, so my great aunt. Yeah. And uh, nobody lived there. Lee, well, Lee was one of those people that would not rent out property. Somebody left something lived there. Oh, something <laughs> was there. I, it wasn't alive. <laughs> So, like, it was locked. And every couple of weeks, Lee would go over, unlock the door, and just make sure there weren't any hobos or homeless people squatting in there. So, I really want to emphasize everything in this house was exactly as it was left when Letitia died in the 60s. -hmm. Now, she died then. Lee did not keep the power gas or water turned on in that house. Did she die in that house? Huh? Did she die in the house? Oh, she died in that house. She died in the bedroom. Oh, boy. Which faced Clay Street. Yeah. So, I'm laying there, or, I, you know, I get up and walk around, and I go to that window and just look across the street thinking, I've never been in this house. Why don't my mom and uh, step-grandfather let me into that house? And then the light turned on in the front room. Again, there have been no utilities on in this house since the 1960s. The light turned on, and I watched the silhouette of my great-aunt Letitia get ready for bed and turn the effing light out. Then, I'd go back to that bedroom and lay there staring at the ceiling, praying to God to protect me (laughs) from whatever the fuck was in Vicksburg. That reminds me of the time, uh, like, I'm assuming it was Mothman or Mothman or whoever came Irving uh, Mothman. uh, Was in my room and was talking about Atlanta. Atlanta? Well, I, I was like 16. I think I was 16. Like, I remember you telling me about this, but I don't remember the details. I was in my room and, uh, it was like... Middle of the night, 
probably like one or two in the morning. I woke mm-hmm. up, which I never really do, but I woke up and there was this thin little, almost like Slender Man, but this was way before Slender Man. Oh yeah, tall, skinny, something in the corner. You could see the outline. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have glowing red eyes. I don't remember that it had any eyes glowing, but because I was like scared, thin shadow. Yeah, because I was like, you'd think, uh, you know, like, oh, well, if I see a ghost, I'm gonna get up and beat its ass. No, you're gonna nobody. Crawl. I, if you think that, you are an <laughs> idiot. You're gonna if somebody's in your room, you're like, they could have just killed me. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, so I was like covers over the head, and then it started talking. It was like uh, Atlanta, and it sounded like two more times, like Atlanta. And I'm like. I've never been to Atlanta before. And then, like, a few months later is the uh, Atlanta bombing. Oh, right. The, yeah, 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 I remember that. Holy like shit. 96, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. And, That's uh, crazy. I'm like, why are you telling me, like, I'm in Hattiesburg. What am I going to do? I'm, like, 16 years old. Why yeah. are you telling me this shit? What the fuck am I going to do for you, ghost man? But I don't know if it was the Mothman or just something. Yeah, one of the things we talked about is the Mothman typically is a... Uh, Precursor to disaster, so that'll that'll happen. So why yeah. it, it was telling me that? I don't know. Like it, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was like the zeitgeist of the nation kind of latched on to you for a second. So. I don't know. But I was scared shitless. Like yeah, I finally climbed out of, out of the covers. It felt like forever. It was probably like ten minutes, and nothing was there. And then I got up and turned the light on, and nothing was there. It's not even like not even like a hat rack or no, anything. No, no, no. There's wow. nothing in that corner. That's messed up, dude. Yep. The only other... I've had... Okay. The only other... I've had a few weird experiences. Like, the most pronounced one was... Uh, back in 04. Way uh, back in 04? Back in the uh, aughts. Back in 04. Is that 1904? It was t- 2004. <laughs> 2004. But uh, my mom was diagnosed with cancer when I was oh, in sorry. fourth grade. And uh, she lived for... God two decades afterwards oh, okay. so like she had a long life yeah um but like you know she she eventually succumbed mm-hmm. you know she went in the hospital yeah. and my mom's biggest fear was that i wouldn't know how to live as a human adult right so i think that's every mom's it, it really is like oh my god he's gonna die on the street and i'm like <laughs> ah not yet but you know i'm still young yeah it could happen but anyway she <laughs> passed away and uh, the story of her funeral is one of the funniest stories I've ever experienced just because the guy was like, like the perfect storm, your family will survive. And I'm like, they all died. <laughs> like, everybody on that fucking boat died, dude. What the hell? Even in the movie? Uh, yeah. They killed George Clooney? They Assholes. killed George fucking Clooney. I Assholes. watched his ass go down. So, Terrible. after she dies, my dad is still working at the hospital. I'm still working at Rose's. I come home from work one day. I'm in my room with my CRT monitor using my dial-up internet connection to look at questionable images on the internet. Were you internet. on LimeWire? I was not on LimeWire. I was on Aries. A, I was Napster. actually on a news group. Okay. <laughs> An alt-binary images news group downloading okay. pictures. Anyway, so I hear the back door open and shut. Mm-hmm. And the microwave's starting. I'm like, oh, Heyman's home early. Which I called my dad Heyman. Yeah. This is what we did. I'm like, ah, oh, Heyman's home early. I hear the microwave going still. I'm like, hey, Heyman! Don't hear anything. I realize, he doesn't know how to use a microwave. I get up and go in the, uh, the kitchen. And the door's unlocked. Which I locked the door because I lived in South Jackson. Right. You do that. Right. But the microwave is set to like 90 minutes. 90? Holy crap. Yeah. Not anything a normal human being would set it on. Right. And my immediate reaction is I just say, hey, mama, I know you're worried, but I got this, okay? You don't have to try to cook for me. <laughs> I'm okay. Is anything in the microwave? No, it was empty. Can you imagine if you would have been at home in like 90 minutes of anything in the the microwave for 90 minutes? (laughs) But like, I tell her, it's okay, I got this handled, I know how to cook now, I can handle this. I know how to make ramen. (laughs) And then the microwave shut off. Oh shit. And I almost shit myself. 
And when my dad came home, I told him. And he just goes, oh, she's looking out for you. I'm like, how the fuck are you this calm? Why have you had all these fucking paranormal experiences in your past that you're just like, oh, that's normal. Right. Like, he used to chase fucking ghost orbs through the, the cemetery when he was, like, nine. And I'm like, nobody did that. How do you tell somebody that, like, it's normal? Like, oh, you ever chase him? Them fucking hellhounds? <laughs> no. You the fucking hound, weirdo. The hounds of Baskerville. Yeah. So, yeah, I which leads me to yes. Let's let's talk about a personal experience of yours, one that you told me okay. about before the show. Which one? Uh, let's talk about your experience with uh, the afterlife, In the heaven? source of ghosts. God, I uh, my brother is ten years older than me, and he had a paper out, uh, and it was it was on a Saturday, I believe, and. In the middle of summer, and uh, we he had to go collect the money for the mm-hmm. paper route. And, uh, I just pictured that kid from uh, that John Cusack movie. Give me my two dollars! Yep. Well, luckily we were in a car, not on a bicycle. Okay, that's but, good. Uh, so, he's 17, I'm 7. So we're driving, or uh, he's driving, I should say. Did and, you have uh, the beard then? Nope. No okay. Beard then. That's weird. Really? Because yeah. I'm just picturing a 7-year-old with like this massive fucking beard. But, uh, so we're driving, he's driving, and... Uh, uh, I can't see over the dashboard, like because um, you're seven. It's in a well, it's a '72 Cutlass, which is a massive land yacht. Of oh a car. yeah, that's a fucking boat. Massive two door monstrosity, and uh, so he's driving down 80 from Jackson, mm-hmm. and it's probably like eight o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock, and uh, this uh, woman had been bar hopping all night. That's back in Jackson where they bar stayed up until whatever in the morning, six, mm-hmm. seven. So she was drunk off her ass. Uh, Coming down 80, hit us dead on. She ended up breaking like both her legs and one of her arms and all that. Uh, okay, that's her car. Not to be an ass, but good. Yeah, good. Uh, my brother was okay. He had a seatbelt on, and he hit his chest on the steering wheel and bumped his the windshield with his head. Not too bad. Um, I, on the other hand, uh, did not have a seatbelt on, <clears throat> thankfully, because, as I said, I could not see over the dashboard. The mm-hmm. doctor later told me if I had a seatbelt on. It was one of those old belt kind, not the kind that Oh, yeah, the kind chest. that probably would have friggin' bisected you. Yeah, well, he said I would either have be horribly disfigured facially, because my head would have hit that dashboard, mm-hmm. like, right on, or I'd be dead. So, what ended up happening is the hand crank on the window went in my knee. Eesh. Yeah. The engine came through the firewall, and I, I hit my head on that, and had to have staples in my head, like seven or eight staples, and a bunch of stitches on my knee. But, um... I remember, I was, of course, I was knocked out. Uh, so I just remember being in this place. It was bright, clean, calm. And there was like 10 people standing there. And I have any idea who these people were. But I somehow knew that they were related to me. Mm-hmm. Somehow. And uh, they were like, you know, welcome. And I'm like, I don't really want to be here. Like, I got a life to live, you know. And uh, they were like, well, you can go back down. But, uh you're gonna have a life like pain and I thought they were talking about like pain from the accident mm-hmm. which I was like prepared for but uh but yeah so I wake up in the hospital after that and the doctor has his whole hand in my knee like digging around looking for debris Ugh. isn't that terrible and, yeah uh, that was it but I don't know where I was I, I'm not gonna say heaven it was somewhere there were people there I'm pretty sure were related to me that's it you know that that's really actually pretty fascinating and like i just hope it wasn't like the pedophile crew of the afterlife like yeah. every time a seven-year-old goes right. into the afterlife all these guys hey hey little boy hey, you want to stay with us uh but you know i know seven-year-olds have a good imagination but i never even heard of a near-death experience before yeah that. see i had a friend that had the same experience uh, sim- the same he had a similar experience but he actually went to hell Oh god! Like he went to darkness and there was screaming and the How sound old was of he? like six. How the hell? He drowned. He 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 drowned at a pool and they revived him. Jeez. And Why he would had he go a, to hell? This 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 guy's a neo Nazi now. Oh okay. So that'll 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 happen when your yeah. life is pretty much fucked. Um. So he went there and there's ah, gnashing of teeth and screaming and like it sounds like that hole they drilled in uh, Russia. 
mm-hmm. where you can hear the screaming of hell mm-hmm. at the bottom of it. Yeah. He said he described it, and it sounds kind of like that, but with like more teeth gnashing. Jeez. So that's horrifying. Hell yeah, that's horrifying. So Especially I mean, if you don't know, like, so does that mean you're just predetermined to go one place? I think he was predetermined to go one place. I think he... I honestly think he went there and it reinforced. Because he was like, well, this is where I'm going and there's no changing it. And just, like, dove in feet first. That kind of dovetails with my theory on ghosts in general. I do want to talk about that because... No, no, we're actually getting to it now. Because now that we've talked about, like, you know, our experiences and, like, you've had a... A near-death experience. I've got some friends that have had a near-death experience. I, I, I don't really, really tell people that much. That much because you know you get your common reactions like, "Oh yeah, sure." Well, you Does your brain up. not have no oxygen been in? Well, you did have a head injury. I'm yeah, like, yeah, obviously enough to kill me. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. So, so. yeah, I don't. I don't really have an explanation of near-death experiences. I don't either. Yeah, I don't have a working theory on that. It doesn't fit into my whole super spectrum idea. This is this is a unique experience that happens only to humans that we know of. Because yeah. I mean, you can't ask a you can't shoot a chimp in the leg and let it bleed out for a while and then bring it back and you're like, what'd you see? <laughs> well, if they know sign language. Well, still, I you know they found out that that, that Coco the monkey. Uh, they taught it sign language, but, like, the shit it was signing didn't mean anything. Oh. And, like, the two people that raised Coco were just making the shit up, translating oh, wow. for it. <coughs> that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, as I'm sure the monkey was, the chin, the, the ape was like, doo-doo, caca, pee-pee, hat, mm. bowling ball. And they're like, <laughs> oh, she's happy to see you, she Mr. Rogers. with you. Yeah, the only thing we know for sure is she was really turned on by Robin Williams because she grabbed his nips. Well. Because he was a hairy dude. He's pretty hairy, yeah. He was. So, theories on ghosts. Like, since we've talked about this, like, I'm guessing you kind of have some belief in this. I, you know, I, I consider myself a, a pretty skeptical person, but, uh, you know, four years of doing that stuff, and just, there's too many fucking coincidences. Like, the st- stuff kept happening over and over again. Right. You'd hear things, and it would ask, you would ask something to knock the wall, and it would do it. And mm-hmm. then you'd ask it again, and it fucking do it again. What the hell is that? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't have an answer for that. Well, I kind of have a theory about that, but we'll get into my theory later. Well, I do because have a theory. I want to hear your theory. My theory is, uh, you've heard of the law of thermodynamics. Of course. It's, uh, 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 hot Ener- dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> Energy cannot I mean, be created or destroyed. Yeah, same as matter. Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. And, and we live in an entropic universe. Yeah. Uh, you cannot make a perpetual motion machine because of the law of therm- thermodynamics. Yeah, that and you know I know quantum physics. Uh, I'm probably I'm sure Mike could weigh in on that later. But quantum uh, physics has a problem with that law because uh, I think it. Quantum physics ignore it, it, the it laws of physics it. break down yeah. on a quantum level. So we have yeah. quantum physics and normal physics and the grand unification theory that they've been looking for for years is supposed to link those two because otherwise the universe makes no sense right right so my main theory is uh so when we die a traumatic or unexpected death Hmm? that our conscious energy our consciousness either stays behind or a copy of it a copy of the energy Mm -hmm. signature stays behind it's not very scientific but i think it stays uh, but I, but all, the rest of the people that die, like you know, like I died, uh, had that near death experience or whatever, and came back. I think if you die normally, you can choose to uh, either come back reincarnated, mm-hmm. or you could stay in heaven or wherever you want to stay, sure. or you could stay here and haunt the fuck out of people. <laughs> sure, what I think, but uh, there's no scientific basis behind it. It's just. I think, you know, I mean, what are we? We're uh, walking sacks of meat uh, and bones, and the only thing that makes us us is a little electrical energy and this yeah. little meat thing yeah. here. We're, we're basically monkeys with anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally get that. If that if you look at it from an energy standpoint and you, you look at the law of thermodynamics, it can't be destroyed, well, then where the fuck does it go when you die? Yeah, exactly. It transfers somewhere. Mm-hmm. See, this kind of works into my theory a little bit. Um, and this has been something I've thought about for a long time over the last, say, three or four years. Like, okay, 
We don't... You can't, like, quantify the soul as a physical existence. Mm -hmm. The spirit, whatever you... The consciousness, whatever you call it. And every time something happens in our brain, it's technically a quantum event. Yeah. So, what if we're operating on some kind of a bizarre psychic Wi-Fi? Like, the collective of unconscious is the cloud. And we all actually reside in the cloud. Yeah. And we're just processing. Yeah. Like, we're processing input and it's being computed by us in the cloud okay so I'm with you so and the collective subconscious being something that like invisibly links all of humanity mm-hmm. kind of so, like those mushrooms yeah the mushrooms are like one big they thought it was like yeah all these separate mushrooms and like but it turns out it's one giant entity for miles yeah something like that or like the Force. Yeah. Legally, it's nothing like the Force. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> don't sue us, George Lucas or Disney. Please don't. So, when you die, you're back in the cloud. But like, maybe you got something to do. Maybe mm-hmm. you've got like a traumatic experience you haven't dealt with. You haven't been able to process it. Yeah. So, you're li- reliving it through the perception of other people. Yeah. And since it's a uh, psychic field, it can affect the physical world on some level. Yeah. Makes sense. And hence EVPs mm-hmm. and all that fun, like seeing ghost feet. Yeah. Like, if you took a photo, you probably wouldn't see it. But you saw it. Yeah. It's there because you're perceiving the existence of the thing as a shared psychic phenomenon. Yeah, if somebody hadn't been in the room with me and saw the exact same thing at the exact same time, I would have just chalked it up to me being going crazy. Yeah. Seeing the ghost feet. But we saw the exact same thing at the exact same time. Yeah, I totally, I totally understand because, like, I would have lost my shit completely. I was just like, and then he kind of like was going to the camera. As soon as he did that, gone. See, that's that's it's like there can be no proof. Yeah. Goodbye. So I was I had planned for us to go over famous haunts, but to be honest, I think what we've covered is way more interesting than famous ghosts. Mm Mm-hmm. Like we may have to do a special about famous ghosts at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, but I did ask Mike the skeptic. In a new segment called "What Does the Skeptic Think?" on episodes where Mike is not with us, I with us. ask him his opinion. What do you think causes this? And Mike said, "We as a species are obsessed with pattern recognition. If you look at an electrical outlet, like especially a three-pronged electrical outlet, plus mm-hmm. like a face, you're going to see a face. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for faces. That's why people see Jesus in their toes. There's a word for that. It starts with a P. Para para." But basically, what we're looking for is, number one, we're seeing things happen, and we ascribe meaning to it because we're looking for a personification of mm-hmm. the event, and we're also pareidolia of yeah. seeing faces. Yes, uniquely human. Chimps and dolphins don't do that shit. Mike was saying that we, we as a species, desperately cling to life. Like, that's yeah. why we have religion and afterlifes, is because we have to hang on to our existence. We have to believe that there's something else because we don't want to believe that it's over when you die. Because of religion, that's why the aliens are studying us. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that's like I said, the whole reason Thrallwalian said was because yeah. they were like, oh, these idiots believe in a god. Yeah. So... Anyway, my point is, Mike believes that this is all just humans looking for a higher meaning and seeing phenomenon that could probably be explained otherwise, but we latch on to it. Yeah. Perfectly logical explanation, as usual, from Mike the Skeptic, Mm -hmm. which pisses me off because you can't argue that. Yeah. But you also can't disprove a negative. Yeah. Because we got you by the balls. Right. Exactly. Yes. So, Clark, I really want to thank you for being on the show this it was week. My pleasure. Thank you for I having me. I'm so happy to have my boss at the radio station on. So I'll, I'll untie you now. Okay, thank you. Because <laughs> like it's really chafing bad. So next week, expect another episode. It may be the Phantom Time Theory with Mike. Anyway, it, how can people get in touch with you, Clark? Um, Deviant. B radio at Gmail or just uh, go on uh, deviantbehaviorradio.com and there are bees. Yes. You can contact me. You can find all of our contact information there. Uh, again, I want to thank Deviant Behavior Radio for being our host here. We love the entire idea of uh, broadcasting this out as a radio show. Yep. Um, we also have the website uh, Supernatural Selection pod.com yep uh with all of our contact information and t-shirts 
and t-shirts. We have some t-shirts. I've got some more designs coming. Uh, I've got should have some time to work on it next week, hopefully. Uh, next week we should have some vibranium on there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna lick the vibranium and gain <laughs> its power. So uh, yeah, hit us up. We've got a contact form. If you have show or topic ideas, please let us know. Send us a message. Let us know what you think of the show. Do you hate my voice? You know, what, if you don't what? like the show, just uh, keep it to yourself. And uh... yeah, <laughs> if you enjoy the show, my name is Kevin the Bastard. If you didn't, my name is Pen Gillette, and this is my partner Teller. And uh, we will see you next week. So until then, stay frosty. Supernatural Selection has been a production of DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. You can find it and more shows broadcast weekly at DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. Our theme music is Screensaver by Kevin McLeod. It is used through Creative Commons license, and more of his music can be found at incompetech.filmmusic.io.